Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys. With me, as always, are some of my very favorite people since I was a very little kid. Mike Manny, how you doing? And what are you drinking? <coughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh. I had potato salad earlier. I just tasted that again. Oh, God. Potato salad. Lordy. What goes in your potato salad, Mike? That's what I got to know. Uh, Whatever the store makes it with. You monster. All right. What are you drinking then? Uh, I'm drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper because work shit. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, Josh and I are two people who have never eaten. Store-bought potato salad. And I've eaten store-bought potato salad. I was going to say, I've seen Josh eat store-bought potato salad. Really? We hate onions so much, and store-bought potato salad fucking always seems to have onions in it. That's true. Uh, I do that's avoid why I was, it. But, yeah, that's why uh, I was going out on a limb there. Nah, but I mean, well, you know. Your limb is broken, sir. Yeah, My limb is bro- Good love, day! I love potato salad. <laughs> uh, but I, I hate onions so much that I avoid store-bought stuff like the fucking plague. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I'm drinking some old camp American whiskey because it says it's smooth on the bottle. Uh, and I have, Tom, I have a little PSA uh, because I wanted everybody to know that this the first stimulus of this year is coming through already. That's right, folks. For the next four months... There is no tariffs on scotch. <gasps> no scotch <gasps> tariffs for six months? For four months, no tariffs on scotch. It's amazing that you keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tommy, for being our man on the inside. Oh, Stay- hold on just a second. I got a furious call from LT this weekend because I did not inform him that That's it was right. tariff-free. <laughs> <laughs> and he was pissed at me. I was. I had to find out this information from standard news channels. <laughs> My man on the inside couldn't let me know. Apparently, I informed him of the fall of the Soviet Empire, but I failed on this. <laughs> yeah. He tells me about frivolous things, but he won't tell me about important things. That's why we call you Deep Throat. It's not why we call you Deep Throat. <laughs> uh, I got a horrible gag reflex, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just apologizing to everybody right now. <laughs> it's true. I've seen you kind of like uh, 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 gurgle up on a straw. It was terrible. Stace, how are you doing? What are you drinking? <laughs> oh wow, that's really hard to follow. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Uh, and I'm drinking water out of the head of. Uh, some monster who may or may not be related to Frankenstein. It is a monster. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. 
Josh, my brother from another mother. How are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. I am drinking a It's Complicated Being a Wizard, mostly because the label was so fucking cute. I couldn't, like, not buy it. And I have to say, as a uh, as a double IPA, reaching out at 8%, it is uh, it's just okay. Just okay. All yeah, right. it's right down there. It's... I mean, it's complicated being a wizard, and apparently, it's complicated making a good beer. So it's not—it's—you're not, not going to get it every time. So it's—it's yeah. it's perfectly drinkable. Well, I get that it's complicated being a wizard, but you know what? It's really complicated being a witch. And that brings us to today's topic of the day: <laughs> Wanda. Wanda. We're going to talk a little bit about WandaVision. We're going to be talking about the Scarlet Witch, and we're going to be talking about all things Wachovian. Well, not all things Wachovian. Basically, we're just really going to be talking about Wanda. Uh, who would like to tell us a little bit about the background of everyone's favorite Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch, created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, first appearing in X-Men, I don't know, I'm going to go with number four? Bingo. Uh, as part of Bye. the Brotherhood Alex of Trivia. Evil Mutants. Alex, trivia fact. Are you guys ready? Bingo. Is that the name of the dog or the old man? There was a farmer had a dog, and Bingo was his name. Oh, is it the farmer or the dog? It's the dog. The dog. It's no. not. It's the fucking farmer. There was a man. He had a dog, and Bingo was his name. Oh, I trailed this Actually, fucking son back to 1842 to find this out. It was driving me mental. Grammar you know is important, and until I see it actually written down, I can't tell. That's the thing. The, the, the original one doesn't have an apostrophe anywhere in it. It's, there was a man who had a dog, and Bingo was his name. Then Bingo's the I dog's know, name. I think I know the answer, Tom. If there's no comma, then Bingo is the dog's name. But the bingo, but the comma starts showing up later. We put the man Which and makes the dog it the man's name. in a hall with a bunch of old ladies, and we let them choose. I said we just kind of <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Bingo yeah. Podcast. If you've been playing at home and you've got bingo, go ahead and write to LuckyBastard at TheLongBoxGuys.com to collect <laughs> your prize of both Jack and shit. Back to you know, the story. <laughs> thinking about it, we haven't given out a prize in a while. Let's do that sometime in this episode. But go on with the Scarlet Witch, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, X-Men number four. Keep going. So Wanda as changed her origin story more than she's changed her costume, which is saying something for a female in Marvel Comics. Uh, do you, how do you guys want... Let's, let's just talk about her powers first. That's probably easier to discuss her powers. She has the ability to manipulate probability. And as a result, she can actually alter the fabric of reality. She has also been depicted of having telepathy... And mind control, uh, amongst other powers. But as Marvel magic goes, she can pretty much do anything. Um, she has been a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, the Avengers, A-Force, which I don't know what it is, but it sounds filthy. Um, and the Defenders, the Lady Liberators, who I want to do a whole podcast on at one point. Uh, along with other versions of the Avengers. Yes, sir. I'm I, talking about her powers, and this is something that I've been grappling with, and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. I believe that her powers 
really um, drastically increase or decrease with whoever's writing her. Like sometimes her powers seem to be mostly just uh, manipulation of uh, probability. Probability manipulation was a long time part of her power set. And that's kind of all she used a lot of times. Uh, but of course, like uh, Bobby Drake Iceman, uh, at some point, uh, the power uh, seems to have just super increased uh, somewhere around the House of M. Do you guys get that feeling too? Her powers have increased uh, much the same way a lot of the females in Marvel Comics have increased. Like an Invisible Woman started off as Invisible Girl. And as time went on, she became the most powerful member of the Fantastic Four, even though in the beginning she was just there to be invisible, right? Um, just because of the way that the female characters were being written. It was... The, the writers of those comics believed that they were writing to boys rather than girls. And when they did write for uh, anything involving the girls, it was always romance-based because that's what they figured the female readers cared about. I think her increase happened before House of M, though, Tom. Yes. I think if we take yeah. a look at Avengers Disassembled, I think we can see a look at that increase in power because – in Avengers Disassembled, without her even realizing it, she destroys Tony Stark. She destroys the Avengers. She destroys poor Jack Hart, which is the tragedy, really. <laughs> and in doing so, destroys Avengers Mansion. She kills a lot of people. She kills a, she kills lot, a lot of people. people. And she's killed a lot of people. Realizing it, air quotes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The only thing I'm really happy about her existence for is that she killed fucking Jack Hart. So uh, rather than going through it in the chronological history of comic books, let's go through her actual biography as it stands. And again, her origins have changed so much. She is born uh, as a Romani child to a into a family, the Maximoff family, which it has a powerful magical lineage that every few generations there is either a scarlet warlock or a scarlet witch who possesses a lot of magical powers um at some point she is handed off to her aunt and uncle and the knights of wundagore storm in there there's a whole bunch of crazy shit and the high evolutionary takes Wanda and her twin brother Pietro uh, and experiments on them. His experiments increase their power, but it makes them uh, register as mutant, even though they are not mutants. Um, high evolutionary uh, eventually turns over the children to Bova. A cow-human uh, hybrid uh, to raise them. At uh, one point, two Golden Age heroes, the Wizard and uh, – was it Miss America or somebody – help me out maybe on this. Liberty maybe? Miss Liberty. I, I want Miss, to say Miss yeah, Liberty. Miss Liberty, yeah. Miss Liberty. They show up. It's like uh, they're looking for a place to stay in the snowstorm. Why they're in the fucking Windigore Mountains, who knows? But – 
she dies in uh, Miss Liberty dies in childbirth, and uh, the baby also dies. But Bova feels so bad for Wizard that she's like, "Hey, look, you had twins," and shows him uh, Wanda and Petro, and uh, Wizard is so heartbroken that he lost his wife, just fucking leaves the kids. And they, again, they get raised by Romani uh, family members, uh, and eventually they join the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants because Magneto finds them as they're going to be killed because the Scarlet Witch is a witch. Burn her! Burn her! She's a witch. She floats like a duck. A <laughs> uh, quick side note on Bova. Uh, we now have at least three super-powered cows that we can do a podcast on. So we're going to have to do a super-powered cows <laughs> episode at some point, right? Because yeah. Boba does make the third. <laughs> we got the Super Scrolls, uh, we got uh, the Vampire Cow, and now we got Boba. So I bet we can find some more. Oh, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> you ruined my flow, man. Now I'm thinking about super-powered cows. <laughs> That's all I've been able to think about everything about Boba two days ago. So Wanda and Petro do not want to be evil mutants. Uh, And even during their battles with the X-Men, they are constantly trying to save the bystanders, which is something that Magneto does not care about at all. Uh, When it appears that Magneto has died, they feel their debt to Magneto has been paid, and so therefore they join Captain America on the Avengers. And that is pretty much where Wanda stays for quite a while. Eventually her and Quicksilver end up leaving the Avengers, but she's brought back later on by Roy Thomas because Roy Thomas needs a female character uh, who doesn't have their own series so he can do whatever he wants, and he wants to introduce a romance triangle between Wanda, Hawkeye, and Vision. And as uh, time goes on, Wanda, Quicksilver kind of leaves and does his own thing, but Wanda stays in the Avengers for almost every incarnation. Eventually, she ends up leaving and going to the West Coast Avengers uh, with uh, with Vision. She has her own, uh, her Vision and Scarlet Witch have a four-issue miniseries where they find out that the wizard is her father. And then they have a 12-issue miniseries where apparently they find out he wasn't the father. Um, And uh, then Avengers Disassembled happens, as Tommy talked about, in which she learns that the children that she had with Vision who were actually parts of Mephisto's soul uh, had faded out of existence because they didn't really exist. And she, Agatha Harkness, in order to take away Wanda's pain, had made her forget about the children. And Wasp casually mentioned something that makes her remember that she had two children. And she is like, the Avengers fucked me. They stole my children from me by allowing Agatha Harkness to do this to me because real heroes would have let me suffer and kept the memory of my children. But they didn't do that. So fuck the Avengers. And she then proceeds without realizing it to give the Avengers 
the worst day of their lives. And boy, howdy, does she do that in force, destroying the Avengers, allowing the writers to come in with a new team. And she destroyed Tony Stark while talking to him. I mean, she was right next to him almost. You know, she was talking to him just a few minutes before he gave a speech to the UN, during which he appeared drunk and uh, shamed the U.S. and uh, ended up having to give up his position as Secretary of State during the whole Avengers disassembled and was a laughing stock and had to resign from everything. And his company lost faith in him and he lost, you know, his ability to support the Avengers financially. Yeah, and after Avengers disassemble, she leaves and eventually uh, hooks back up with Quicksilver, who Quicksilver is like, man, you know, things were better when we were uh, followers of Magneto. And she's like, yeah, they were. And recreates the whole fucking Marvel Universe in an event called the House of M. Where Magneto and the mutants take over the planet. Uh, and it's eventually she realizes what she has done and feels an amazing amount of guilt, uh, mainly due to killing Hawkeye, uh, and says the words, uh, the three words that she's most known for no more mutants. And with that, practically wipes out a race of beings. <laughs> they go from plentiful all around the Marvel Universe to down to approximately 198, uh, be thereby becoming an endangered species and taking the X-Men down a path that they would follow for a long time. Eventually, Wanda gets uh, her redemption. Go, go ahead, Tom. I, I just want to mention uh, some of that uh, plays out as horrific. Some of the mutants, once they get depowered, don't survive the depowering. Yes. Uh, because uh, some of their powers are, their bones are made of glass. All of a sudden, now they have no bones. They just melt away and die. Uh, a few of them actually thrive. And my favorite is uh, Frank Dukes. Uh, Frank Dukes, who is also known as the Blob, uh, becomes a weight loss guru after the House of M and uh, shows off his fantastic transformation from the blob uh, to Frank Duke's uh, health uh, and fitness guru, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, but the uh, the elimination of the mutants didn't mean that they just got depowered. Some of them got depowered, and that depowering was worse than a fate than death for some of them. Uh, those that could fly, those that could hear thoughts, those were, that were empaths, uh, felt that the loss was worse than living uh, itself. They'd rather have been dead and others just plain died because of it. Yeah. It was, for a lot of them, it was the source of their identity and it stripped them of their identity and what they thought made them special. Uh, and there were other horrible deaths. Uh, Magma and her boyfriend were in a volcano when uh, the depowering happened and Magma kept her powers, but her boyfriend did not. And she watched him die in front of him, in front but, of well, her. Mag Magma's boyfriend was the Molecule Man, wasn't it? No. no. I'm thinking of uh, Teresh. All right. Who was Magma's boyfriend? I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I don't remember the dude's name. I will call him inconsequential mutant for our purposes. <laughs> but he had fire power, so that's why yes. he died. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't Fire Lord. During, <laughs> it wasn't fire 
during the Avengers versus X-Men storyline <coughs> where the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth. Uh, Hope Summers ends up capturing the Phoenix Force, and she and the Scarlet Witch combine their powers to destroy the Phoenix. And when they destroy the Phoenix, it uh, consequentially reverses the hex that Wanda had cast previously to get rid of mutants. It's, uh, you know, Marvel Comics. So Wanda, at her core, is a nexus being. And a nexus being is a person who is able to reshape reality. And as such, there is a group called the Time Bureau, uh, I think that's what it's called, who keep track on Nexus beings and try to stop them from fucking up the timeline, uh, which I can't wait to see Loki's show because you know they're going to be like, uh, what the fuck is going on in New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on in New Jersey? I would like that to be the name of the show. So, uh, in addition to Wanda's long-storied comic career, she has also appeared in the MCU, and most recently on Disney Plus uh, as the lead role in WandaVision. That's about it. Uh, what were your guys' favorite storylines? Obviously, LT, it's Avengers Disassembled. Because he hates Ant-Man, and Ant-Man got killed also, you horrible, horrible person. It's my favorite is because Jack Hart got, got killed. <laughs> Poor Jack Hart. I will say... It wasn't until I found that out. <laughs> I, I will say it's right up to Avengers Disassembled because Jack Hart bravely, bravely sacrificed himself to take out a child molester. Good on Stacy, what about he you? He was oh, sorry. horribly brought back to take out the Avengers. <laughs> what? what was that? Stacy, what was your favorite Scarlet Witch series? Um, so I I really like her. It's not really a series, but um the the particular issue you mentioned, the Lady Liberators, that's one of my favorite uh appearances of Scarlet Witch because it involves one of my favorites, Valkyrie. Uh, House of M. I actually reread it for uh, for the podcast because I I read it when it came out, um, and it was one of the first Marvel series that I read all the way through, um, and and I I really enjoyed it. And you know, you're talking about you're thinking about Wandavision and thinking I really need to revisit that and see kind of how the foundation of Wandavision. Um, how close it is to the book, and uh, I, I enjoyed reading it again. So <laughs> I hate the art, but I liked the story. <laughs> yeah, way it, too much cleavage. Way too much cleavage. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you so, should see. Have you checked out George Perez when he was drawing Wanda? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Not so much Wanda in House of M, but it's it's Emma Frost, like. Every chance they get, it's like draped fabric that just barely covers her nipples. It's just, I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so see, uh, see what they do with Boba. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. 
Uh, <laughs> they give her tea for tat. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend. She, de- she deserves a lot of tat for what she's mm. got to give. Yeah. I'm going to recommend James Robinson's Scarlet Witch solo series, 2015, uh, 2017, I think. And mm. in that, Wanda is kind of playing magic cop with the assistance of Agatha Harkness. Um, and it, uh, it's a it, it's a bit of a different take on her, but I thought out of all of those, uh, it, it's the series by Wanda that I found the most interesting because it focused solely on Wanda. Although those two miniseries that I had mentioned before, those weren't bad. The Vision and Scarlet Witch, the four-issue series and the 12-issue series, those were good too. Uh, and uh, I... Yeah, but I think I like the James Robinson stuff best. Josh, what about you? I don't really have a series where I that focused on her so much that I would have considered her the main character. I uh, and honestly, as soon as we we were talking about doing the podcast, I went back and I was like, "Ooh, I've got the Vision graphic novel." And in doing so, I kept forgetting that she was not in that at all in the Tom <laughs> King series but the, i mean it really is sort of the, the the cornerstone of what becomes wandavision as a show and so uh i guess that's sort of my read and uh <laughs> well understanding that she wasn't in it at all well one of the reasons she's not in it is because she destroyed the vision yeah uh in the Avengers disassembled storyline. So when she does come back to try to join the Avengers at Captain America's request, Vision is like, fuck no, this bitch killed me. (laughs) I'm not going to allow her to come back into the Avengers. And the rest of the Avengers are like, yeah, he's got a point. 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 She's crazy. She needs to go. Uh, But I did really enjoy that series. And I liked how it, I, I love it as the basis for what becomes the show, and uh, and people who have asked me, um, who who aren't familiar with comics or whatever, but but are definitely interested in the MCU through the movies and through through Disney Plus, are like, what can I read that would, would sort of fall in line with this? And I'm like, go read Tom King's Vision miniseries; it's brilliant. And I mean, I, I get that she's not in it, but. It's still what I think is the best, <laughs> the best corollary literature to the show. So, uh, yeah, you can you can um, you can kill me on that one, but I, I'm not wrong. The fact of the matter is, I'm just not wrong. Maybe we should talk about Wandavision as long as we're on the subject. <laughs> it was Spoilers ahead. Spoilers. So if you it's haven't spoiler. seen it, you haven't finished it. Suck off and go watch it, yeah, and come back. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? By the way. Spoilers. So Sparky's dead. So, so I think I think WandaVision pulls from not only the Vision comic, but also from Avengers Disassembled and House of M. Because Wanda is initially, it seems, creating this world without really realizing it. It seems like in the beginning, she doesn't realize that she's the one that's controlling everything in this world. And it seems like she doesn't realize that until a little bit in. Well, I don't think it's – yeah, okay. It's not self-realization here. Of course, it's 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 self-induced blindness, right? It's This is what 
This is what oh, you yes. want to see. Right. So, yes. Like, of course. And it, and that doesn't change. So it's just whether or not how much control she has over her own delusion that changes right. throughout the series. So, right. And I have to say, I said, now I know Mike and Tom are going to fight me on this, that they predicted other big bads for this series. And I get that the book shows up at the end, but there was no other big bad in this series. Yeah, they foreshadowed something else coming, but everyone sort of overcalc... And don't get me wrong, Mike's calculations here are much better than the writer's calculations, (laughs) but the fact of the matter is they did not come to fruition in this series. It was a very simplified look at what all of us were expecting. We were all dancing around a lot of theories and it was way more straightforward and less painful than we all thought was going to come to the end of the series. Yeah. And I Mostly. thought it was fine, but honestly, I, I, I did not like the last episode at all. I was going to say mostly because I don't really see Agatha Harkness as a villain. Like in the comics, she she's wasn't. not viewed as a villain at all. She's not she's a villain. Not a villain. I mean, she kind of comes off as a villain. She did bite that kid. She wasn't the villain. (laughs) She did bite that kid and kill that dog. But did the dog exist? Did the dog really exist? Doesn't matter. She killed an an imaginary dog. She killed the dog. (laughs) What are you, Magic's wife? All of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) that dog was going to die regardless of what she did. Oh, now yes, we're getting into it now. I don't even care. You kill an imaginary dog, you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm not she saying she's not an asshole. I'm just well, saying she's, she's not a villain. <laughs> uh, so I think that the reason that so many of us are disappointed with WandaVision is in, whole, in part because we are so used to binge-watching things. Um, and if this series, if we had binge watched it, I think I would have liked it more. But the week that I had to try to figure out what was going on and to talk to you guys and come up with different theories is fucking ruining my experience. It didn't happen with The Mandalorian because each episode was a self-contained episode with an overarching story arc. But I could just accept what was going on. And I wasn't like, oh, you know what's going to happen next issue? I didn't give a shit what was going to happen next episode because, you know, fine. But this one was a little structured differently. So I blame myself for all these other expectations I put on this show, which uh, the show as a whole I thought was very well made. I I was not disappointed in WandaVision in any way, shape, or form, but... Every single week when those credits started started at the end, I felt like those credits were opening credits. <laughs> Every single week. Uh, and let me just say this, Josh. Did you say that Agatha Harkness was the big bad? She was the I mean, besides Wanda herself, she was the only antagonistic representation of anything in the show. Uh, uh, what about the dude who tried to... Yeah, he tried to shoot her kids. Yeah. Whatever. 
a side plot. You know nothing was going to happen. He was just some D-bag sitting outside trying to rationalize human behavior next to what Wanda was doing. It was plot. It wasn't even – he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a footnote. Yeah, and he, was all a, right. he, was a, he was a bad guy. He's going to jail. He's he a bad guy. They, he would, they, no one expected anything. Uh, no one expected him to affect, affect Wanda in any meaningful way, and he didn't. Yeah. Let, let me just say and this. I, I Mike, you fucked me over on the left-hand thing. When, when I went back and watched the vision, the, the other vision, lift up that left hand, and then I remembered that Ultron had lost his left hand. Left hand, sorry. And uh, I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Ultron. And you put that in my head, and that was so good. And, and then it wasn't. Yeah, of course. It Fuck wasn't. you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you for being a better rider than those assholes. And that was the problem. The problem yeah. was supposition was better than the outcome. And yeah, that, that hit. And also, the guy calls Clint. Clint, can you come down here? I'm like, oh shit, he called Clint. Fucking hot guy's gonna show up. Yay! Yeah, prick bastards. So, I listened to uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Fat Man Beyond this week and he had the director of WandaVision on and he shared a couple things. Uh, first there was a whole scene that they had shot, but they hadn't done the CGI for, for the last episode where Monica boner and the twins go down into the basement to get the dark hold book. And Senor Scratchy stops them by turning into a fucking demon bunny. <laughs> and I was like, why, why, why didn't you do that? And he's like, well, we had to cut it because, you know, it, it really ruined the flow, interrupted the flow of the last episode. And I'm like, fuck you, buddy. That would have been awesome. Fuck you, demon bunny. Yeah, Senor yeah. Scratchy. Man. That would have been awesome. Plus, we want a, a, a we want a fucking art for Boner. Boner deserves his hero's art. Yeah, that was the that was pretty. They were just fucking with us with that. Yeah, that's just <laughs> wrong. That's uh, Stacy. What do you think? I feel dirty. About what? About boners? About boner. About boner. <laughs> um, I I don't. What else could they have done with him? I mean, it was just kind of a. It was just a what thing. else could they have done with him, you monster? They could have made him. <laughs> they could have made him Quicksilver from another universe. <laughs> I mean, they could have, but that's not what this was about. Then why use it that actor? Why use him? Cut us on a card to fuck card. with you. That's, that's why. why. Yeah. Exactly. That's why? <laughs> yeah. To make you feel as uneasy as the people in Westview. I mean, they might as well have just shown uh, fucking who was it. Who's, who played Magneto in the uh, X-Men movies? Sir Ian McKellen. No, the young uh, one. The other oh, the young guy. Yeah. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. They should have just had Michael Fassbender as her dad in the flashbacks then. <laughs> I mean, True. that would have... I oh, would have, that would have been kind of fun. Yeah, that would have been, that, that been yeah. just as fucked up. Because I would have been like, holy shit, it's Magneto. They're doing it. They're putting the X-Men in. Oh, my God. Oh, the tinkles. <laughs> And can't. then they could have put there. him in a wizard costume, and it would have been even hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, well, isn't it? Isn't it kind of? I don't know. I I think that they do that to fuck with us because 
they know that week over week we're going to speculate about, well, this little, little nugget of seven things you missed in the Easter eggs you missed in the last episode of WandaVision. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Well, that's not like, Easter egg. We... It's like a fucking snowplow. It's like... <laughs> I don't mean that's an Easter egg. I just mean in oh, general. Oh, yeah. Like, they like, I don't know. That is hey, the Kool-Aid man of Easter that eggs. the Kool-Aid man of Easter eggs. <laughs> that wasn't an Easter egg, but that was a bad example. But it is. I, 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 part of me, if I made a show like that, I would do that just to fuck with people. Just to be like, yeah, here's this thing you think's going to play out, and it's totally not. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? You know what they did to fuck with people? They cut the ending credits as if they were opening credits every fucking week. That's what they did to fuck with people. <laughs> You're not gonna let that bone go, are you, there, Clifford? Really not. So, what did you guys think of the uh, end credits or the after credits scenes? Both of them, the mid credit and the uh, post credit scenes. I love seeing it. I, I was hoping it was going to be Nick Fury. Not a scroll. I was happy to see the scroll. I thought it was going to be Nick Fury. Yeah, I was they, hoping it was going to be Howard the Duck. Oh, <laughs> so hey, that's an important thing that we should discuss. The Nexus, right? Uh, that Howard the Duck exists in the Marvel Universe because of the Nexus. Uh, and the Nexus is of the Marvel Universe, even though Wanda is a Nexus being and can tap into magic from all these different dimensions and wield it as her own. Um, Howard the Duck walked through Man-Thing because <laughs> yep. he's the guardian of the Nexus in the Marvel Universe. So hopefully Loki will run into the Man-Thing because that would be fucking awesome. But if it was Howard the Duck, it also would have explained Boner. Because he could have been a nexus that brought Boner in from another universe. <laughs> you know what I would have loved? If they had taken off the puka beads and it was fucking Howard the Duck. Like, he just changed it into an anthropomorphic <laughs> duck. Yeah. You know what? I, I would have lost my shit duck. and I would have been like, well played, Marvel. Well, well played. played. Well played. Because <laughs> I'm sure that if he, the director had gone to Kevin Feige and was like, can I have Howard the Duck? He would have been like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can have the duck. Sure. Anyone can have, what, you got eight bucks? Anyone can have Howard the Duck. Eight bucks. Same so as I downtown. think that's my problem with the series, Mike. At no point, I, I liked WandaVision. I think I thought it was a, a good show. They did a lot of good things. But at no point was I was like, well done, Marvel. Well done. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a fine show. But nothing, nothing turned me enough where I was like, oh, that was unexpected, and this is what I wanted from a show. You know, I did the, I did do the golf clap once uh, when Vision was talking to Anti Vision or whatever we wanted to call him about Theseus's ship. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, clap, 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 clap!" You defeated him with logic. I love this. Yes, as a statement of logic and argument against another AI, I agree. As a plot point for Marvel, no. I stopped. I don't give that. I'm just telling you what made me clap. Yeah, I stopped and went. I'm right. I love that. And I, I love the fact that they resolved the conflict after a lot of violence by just talking it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking it out. And what about just talking it out? And what about the end credit scene where Wanda's got her own Thanos yeah. moment? 
Thanos moment. No, she's got the Doctor Strange moment. No, she's got the Thanos moment. She's sitting on the fucking cabin just overlooking everything. Um, I was thinking more of the Doctor Strange moment when he's sipping tea, but his astral projection is studying like a motherfucker. Plus, I'm pretty sure that cabin is the same cabin that was used in the Hulk movie when he had to be isolated and was in Minority Report with the twins at the end. That mm-hmm. cabin fucking makes its rounds. And it gets around. And that might be a nexus. That might be the house of mystery. It might apartment. even be in Skyrim. Yeah, I think that. I think that. That's what I got shot in In Holland, Massachusetts, right next to the the, the fountain at that center of town. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. By the way, uh, we, we didn't get to my favorite uh, Scarlet Witch uh, comic book. Oh, I'm sorry, right. Tommy. Okay, That's okay. I just wanted to mention my favorite actually was uh, Scarlet Witch. Actually, it wasn't a Scarlet Witch. It was a Spider-Man team up. Spider-Man the Scarlet Witch, and the bad guy is Cotton Mather of of, uh, of Puritan New England fame. Uh, Cotton Mather, the witch hunter, takes control of the Scarlet Witch, brings her to Latvia under his control, and she's working for Dr. Doom. And before she uh, gets taken over by Cotton Mathers, she sends out a distress signal that teleports Spider-Man to Latvia, and uh, together they fight Cotton Mathers, <laughs> a historical figure of little consequence in New England history. Cotton Mathers. <laughs> Look him up, kids. <laughs> and uh, I really did like that particular comic book. It was fun. It was fun and stupid because I'm a history nerd. I'm like, how did you make Cotton Mathers the bad guy? He's just kind of there. So would, just like the name. So would you say Cotton Mathers is Scarlet Witch's? Nemesis? Like, who's her Who's her big bad? She's her own big bad. Like, her power is her big bad. And also, it's, at points, uh, Magneto, you know, uh, she's fighting against that, uh, you know, that uh, the need to please Magneto, to repay Magneto, and also to fight Magneto. So she's always fighting with that. I think her powers are her own worst enemy. I think she's just crazy. <laughs> On the crazy to hot scale, though, she's still worth it. You just gotta that crazy to hot scale. I see you shaking your head, but you don't see how hot she is, Stacy. <laughs> I no, I was more shaking my head at the the crazy but worth it thing. <laughs> I don't know about that. So uh, I'm sorry, you don't have any guys that are crazy but worth it out there, like Spike. Oh, oh, Spike, I, Spike from Buffy the Vampire no. Slayer. James Marsden. I, I, I know who Spike is. I, but I am. I have not watched much Buffy. All right, so there must be a crazy <laughs> but worth it guy out there that you're similar to. Like he's crazy, but he's so hot. I can't think. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Really, the bad boy is like a huge part of uh, um, of, uh, of of the the love interest in a lot of these superheroines, and the crazy, and they have that crazy the, the hot skill just like we do. Yeah, like and Spike is a good one. So is uh, the vampire boyfriend. Oh, he might kill me at any time, but he's so good looking. Yeah, and John Travolta in Greece. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ugh. He's a creep. 
Even uh, before I knew John Travolta was a creep, I thought Danny Zuko was a creep. So I will throw out a villain for uh, Wanda, Declan Dane, the Emerald uh, Wizard. Uh, he is in the uh, James Robinson series that I mentioned and declares himself the arch nemesis of the Scarlet Witch, to which the Scarlet Witch is like, no. <laughs> which makes it even better to me. Look, I'll throw out one for Wanda. Pietro. Oh, yeah. She was always doing crazy shit for Pietro. That's true. He was always getting her into crazy shit. Yeah, Quicksilver's... Uh... Between him and Namor, who's the bigger asshole? Namor. Ooh, that's hard. But Quicksilver I mean, has a better reason to be an asshole. We've talked about this before, but Quicksilver's right. explanation as to why he's an asshole makes so much sense to me that, that I give him everything back. is but, so slow. Yeah. yeah. Everything's but, so slow to work. But the thing that puts Quicksilver over the edge is Marvel zombies. Because, man, once he gets infected, he fucks up the whole world. And quick. And quick. Yeah, why didn't he finish anything? He just took a bite out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, finish something. So we're agreeing Quicksilver's biggest asshole in the Marvel Universe? Yeah, I think so. Whoa. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase that. Biggest su- asshole superhero in the Marvel Universe? Uh, I, don't know. I mean, in the universe, I have to go with Hank Pym just because he beats the shit out of his wife and tries to get her killed by being eaten by ants. <laughs> That's pretty bad, man. Pretty bad. And also, uh, Star Fox, uh, kind of rapey. No. No. Read no. fucking She Hulk. No. You will see. <laughs> That he can turn his power off and on when he's concentrating. Is he always concentrating? I don't know. You tell me, Sophie. Actually, if we're going to... Uh, I, right? to. I love him. He didn't <laughs> do it. Do it. I love him. <laughs> and Purple Man is like one of the biggest assholes in the Marvel Universe to me. Well, all right. that's, why, back, that's why I qualified it as heroes. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know. I always kind of thought Reed Richards was an asshole. Oh, he oh, is. Yeah, I think he's he's up there. He might not be the biggest, but he's up there. He's a good dad, though. No, he's not. He's, he? he's very he's irresponsible. If he's a good dad, he keeps the heart the last TV show we watched, and he says, hey, why did you raise these kids? He should have given them to Bova. Yeah. If you got Bova and Agatha Harkness, who do you choose? Yeah, Bova. Bova can, Bova. can feed six. Yeah. At least four. Genetically designed by High Evolutionary to be a nanny. That's right. <laughs> She's got yeah. six. Maybe yeah. eight. She's a whole scene, not a half scene. She's ready to go. Ah, best <laughs> comment ever, Make Josh. Cheese. Points, Josh. <laughs> All right, last words on the Scarlet Witch. I enjoyed the series. I was a little disappointed that there wasn't a better Big Bang at the end. But having Wanda take responsibility for being her own Big Bang was pretty satisfying to me. And I think what she did to Agatha at the end proves that Scarlet Witch is still kind of bad. 
it was a well done series. It's disappointing that in my mind, mostly from Mike's mind, that the series could have been better written. Well, Mike's about the best writer in the room, no matter what room you watch it to. Yeah, well, they should fucking catch up or hire Mike. What do, what, what do you want me to do about this? <laughs> Mike, best writer in the room, what do you think? Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I'm open to offers. <laughs> yeah. Of course, all their offer would have to be is, do you want to? And I'd be like, yes. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, Polish yes, my knob? Yes, please, yes. Thank, thank you, you Kevin yes. Feige. <laughs> it would be my honor. <laughs> wow. Tommy? Uh, no, I would not like to polish your knob. All right, Stace. You're not the good writer to do it anyway, so just get past it. <laughs> like having sex with Kobe Bryant, buddy. It's going to happen one way or the other. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Well, too soon. Stace. Um, yeah, I... I think uh, I think I'm in the minority in that I was not disappointed that it wasn't a more explosive, more comic book kind of show. I loved the fact that it was an exploration of the toll that being a superhero can take, um, and, and especially when you think about loss, because I think sometimes. And it's one of the things I love about the MCU is that they they do a really good job of exposing the humanity of these people who are not all human. (laughs) Um, Some of them are human. Some of them are enhanced human. Some of them are not human at all. Um, Yeah, I I definitely revisit it from time to time, Um, especially the second to last episode, that whole conversation with Vision about grief and um you know i as somebody who has experienced quite a bit of grief in my life i appreciated uh the the emotional journey that we went on uh, in that series so yeah i i dug it i mean don't get me wrong it was a that was a beautiful scene and honestly one of the and and there's a lot of you know i'm not going to say controversy but there's a lot of chatter about that line uh, what is grief if not love, love persevering? It's a beautiful moment, uh, and it also became one of my, my one of my favorite recent tweets. Where I would, if for those of you who are D and D players, I tweeted out, uh, "What is a short rest if not four e persevering?" Which I think is probably <laughs> my best tweet I've ever. I, and I honestly can't believe that tweet didn't blow up. But Josh, uh, you get it, you get it, buddy. Here's the guy. <laughs> Clap, 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 clap. That's nice. Like I really, I really <laughs> wanted that to, to get some wags, but um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I think, I think my, my hesitancy for the end of WandaVision came from my own head. Like, I think Mike's right. Like, if I had binged it, and we hadn't, we hadn't put the thought material into that series. Um, I th- I think I would have come out with a better opinion of it. All right. Still my best tweet. Probably and, and Stacey, I think we're I think we're on the same page. I enjoyed it, and I liked the fact that the big bad was Wanda, and uh, she confronted that big bad, which was herself, let the uh, village go, and uh, let her family go, and and then moved on, or sort of moved on. 
but also that end part where she's still evil because she still mind-controlled Agnes, which is an evil act in my mind. And she has the dark hold, and she's in that cabin probably conjuring up a way to uh, get back what she lost. Uh, kind of proves to me that uh, what, we're not done with Wanda Maximoff. And can I just so, say, when Monica looks at her as she's strolling through town, and she's like, they don't understand what you lost... I'm like, fuck you, Monica. They do understand. They lived through her grief. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If anyone every ever night they lost they every night, night yeah. they every understand night. Her, dreams, her nightmares. Yeah. As, oh. as long as losing their own family, their own yeah. friends, their own lives, they got her grief as well. So, yeah, yeah. Monica should have uh, kept her mouth shut. Stand down, yeah. <laughs> shut your eye hole, Monica. And then go, one to, woman... go to light speed and get the fuck out of my face. That one woman telling uh, Wanda that maybe she could rewrite a storyline where her and her daughter are friends because she just wants her daughter to be able to come out of her room because she hasn't been able to hold her daughter because her daughter is trapped in this room. And it would be better to just kill us than keep us in this nightmarish hell. You know what grief is. Yeah, you know what grief is. My daughter's trapped in a room. You never lost somebody you loved except for your kid, your family, your life. And that actress is Emma Caulfield. Who yes. we all know is a vengeance demon. Yeah. She's going to get her. She's going to get her too. She uh, is going to fuck her up. I'm coming back. Actually, on, on the whole scale of power, vengeance demon does not rate. I mean, she might get a shot or two in, but I don't know uh, if that gap is going to be met. It's the long con. It's the long con, yes. Get her. The really long con. The long con all right, I think that about does it for that little bit. Let's. Oh, Tommy, you got one last thing to say. Go. Say, and I love the series. I just really wish they had cut the ending credits different. <laughs> Tommy's a fan of having the credits at the beginning. Beginning, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, look gotta let that boat go, man. It's just between the, the the each episode being so short, and the fact that they were cut so so traditionally like opening credits it just every single week i'm like this really feels like they're gonna go right into an episode now <laughs> well they, they did occasionally have little bits Snoopy's they didn't do that till the end like the last few episodes no the first two but i'm fucking with you Tom. yes <laughs> yes yes you are <laughs> hey man this is kevin smith uh silent bob from all those terrible jane silent bob type pictures and you are listening to thinking outside the long box comics talk for comics fans mikey what do you got at the front of the long box for us pal what do i have at the front of the long box oh i just uh reread second coming because oh. I love Mark Russell, and I love that series. And friend, I, of the, friend of the podcast, Mark Russell. Yeah, that's the, He's online right now. The sixth long box guy, Mark Russell. He, uh, his, uh, uh, his second coming series is amazing, and I wanted to reread it because part two is now out in comic book stores. The second issue just dropped last week. So if you have not read Second Coming, it's available in graphic novel form. What's wrong with you? You should read it. And if you're not collecting the floppies on Second Coming Part 2, what's wrong with you? Are you waiting for the graphic novel? If, if so, then that's okay. But you got to read it. All right. Mikey, what do you got in the back of the long box? 
I, I know I, went I to don't have program. anything at the back of the long box. Actually, I, I know. I, I just want to ask. I, I just want you to be able to tell everybody. Tell us that great comic book you did buy this week. Oh, uh, I was able to pick up X Men number two. I can't believe, dude, looking at the condition of that, you fucking no. got a steal on that. Total steal. Don't have to say what you paid for, but you got a steal on the X-Men number two. And what, did you get it graded? Uh, no, but the guy at the comic book store said he thought it was G to VG. That's um, great. Which, uh, for what I paid, was definitely a steal. And the uh, Hijinks Comics is the name of the comic book store. And this guy has been awesome because I went in there and I said, hey, I've got two comic book series that I'm trying to finish off, Justice League of America and uh, Uncanny X-Men. I'm I'm pretty much giving up on modern comics for the most part. Uh, I just want to fill in all my back issues, and those are the two holy grails for me uh, for each comic book company. And he's like, well, let's see what we can do. And he sent me an email this week, and he's like, uh, "I found a bunch more that I've got for you if you want to if you want to buy them." So he's helping me fill in both collections, and was super cool. I told him I was buying these comics for my birthday present from my wife, and he was like, "You know what? I'm <laughs> going to throw this one in free." And he threw in the very first Silver Age appearance of the Justice Society of America in the JSA-JLA crossover uh, for free. And I, uh, and I was like, man, you are fucking awesome. So hijinks comics in San Jose, I California. Jesus Christ, Mike, you paid, I have to say, not exposing it, but you paid less than a grade two and a half, which are generally considered incomplete comics. Like, they're missing fucking pages of yeah. covers. Yeah. <laughs> Like that guy, yeah, you. That guy you did you right. Bargain, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why that I'm gonna be, is, yeah. That's why I'm telling. Comics, yeah, yeah. It, go there, there if you want any business. kind of comics except for Justice League and Uncanny X Men. Fuck you. Stay away from my comics. <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy, you can, get, you can totally fill up the jack of hearts. <laughs> hey, speaking of Tommy, Tommy, what, you got, what do you have at the back of your box, man? So I've got Vision and Scarlet Witch. Uh, volume two, which is the 1985 run uh, that was done by uh, Steve Englehart. Uh, this was a comic book that uh, saw the Vision and the Scarlet Witch move into Leonia, New Jersey. And Tommy, you will appreciate this comic, which of course you walked out on because this is a comic that really is relevant to your interest since it dealt with a lot of racism. Um, in it, and it also talks about a lot of the things that are in the WandaVision TV show that we talked about. Um, you know, she she has a couple of children that she conceives of by magic in this. Uh, her and the Vision are, you know, starting a life together outside of the Avengers in this. Um, it also introduces a couple of sort of um, uh, sort of bit characters, glamour and illusion in this uh, that are kind of interesting and, and I don't think really appear much in the Marvel Universe other than in this. But Again, glamour and illusion? That was yeah. the Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision's stage name in episode uh, three. Yeah. That's true. Right, but, I mean, but, I mean, 
But as as bit characters in the Marvel universe, I don't remember seeing them in anything else. I'm just so saying, it's a good good callback though. It's a good yeah. it's a good Easter egg in the ser- in the WandaVision series, yeah. You just laid an egg on us, LT. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> I finally just got go. Good job. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it had a lot of racism. I mean, their first home in in Leonia, New Jersey, was burned down. They bought another one because they they didn't want to be driven out. Um, you know, Luke Cage shows up when uh, he should have had the day off because it was the first time that Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday was celebrated. I remember I that storyline now that you say that. I love that storyline. That's a great one. Yeah. So, like, this. And Quicksilver's a dick about it. Quicksilver doesn't want Martin Luther King's. Yes, I remember that. Yes. He's like, why should we celebrate this shit holiday? I'm like, what the fuck? Quicksilver is a dick in this, but, you know, Quicksilver kind of, you know, he kind of has instant karma in this because his wife's cheating on him. <laughs> Wait, his wife cheats on him in this one? Oh yeah, she cheats on him with uh, with with uh, Vision and Scarlet, which is a real estate agent slash neighbor. Purple man, Ralph <laughs> Boner. <laughs> Not Ralph Boner. Some big character who happens to be a real estate agent. Wow. The dude's name is Ralph Boner. Until you prove otherwise, that was his Before fucking name. Ralph Boner to me. Yeah. So this is a, a great a great eighties comic to uh to revisit. A, a lot of a lot of stuff happens to do it and there's there's little bits that are just kind of picked at that end up in Wanda vision uh from this. Uh what what was the uh, series again, Tommy? So it's Vision and Scarlet Witch. From 1985. Sorry, I had that somewhere. Steve Englehart was the writer on this. That's a good one. I like that one. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm sorry I went off on a tangent there because I do remember that comic book. It was fun. Tangents are your purview, Josh. What do you got for us So somebody mentioned the long con tonight. And so personally, I have a long con going. I have a coworker who really enjoys talking, researching, and knowing about the weather. And so I started a Twitter account based on the weather. <laughs> and I've been working on the Twitter account about the weather for about six months. Way more than my personal Twitter account. And I think after about a year... Uh, like my personal Twitter account, I have probably have like 150 followers. On my weather Twitter account, I have about 1,500. So I plan to have about 5,000 followers on my weather Twitter account by about the two-year mark. And then, and only then, I'm going to introduce it haphazardly to my coworker. And once he follows my weather Twitter account, I'm going to start feeding him bad weather information. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great long con. This how is many, the long con. How many bots do you have on your weather? Oh, no. This is legit. 
<laughs> yeah, I fucking well, follow. Make sure you post it to the logbox, guys, so we can all follow tonight. So, once I have that established, I'm just gonna start feeding him bad weather information and then laughing hysterically about it on the far side. So, besides the weather long con, what are your favorite long cons, either in comic or literature, pop side, wherever you got? What's what are your best long cons? Right. Um, two that I want to mention right off the bat. First off, I've been married to an incredible woman for almost 25 years now. And I, I don't know. I And she just won, by the way, this just announced on uh, social media. She just won Teacher of the Year for Northeastern University. She has a Ph.D. She took the last name Strange just so I could be married to Dr. Strange. And I don't know what Lainey's long con is, but she's fucking me over some way, and I don't know what it is. Uh, but that's not the long con I wanted to talk about. In Germany, we had this guy who was a dick. He was a total fucking dick. He was obsessed with my buddy's car. And my buddy was leaving uh, Germany, so he wanted to buy his car. And he, lowball, he kept lowballing the shit out of him. But nobody else was trying to buy the car. So eventually, we sold it to this piece of shit dirtbag. But every night we snuck into his garage and we filled the tank with gas. And we did that for two months. And the guy every single day goes, I can't believe the gas mileage I am getting out of this fucking car. This is insane, guys. I've only filled it up like once in three months and I drive it everywhere. This is the best car I've ever owned. We're like, oh yeah, Audis are known for great gas mileage. And we keep sneaking in, and then we stopped. And then about a week later, he goes, man, my car has been in the garage every day for like two months. They cannot tell me why my gas mileage fucking went into the shitter. But I'm getting rid of this fucking <laughs> And he ended up selling it because he thought his gas mileage went. <laughs> he thought his thing was broken because he wasn't getting the same gas mileage. That car took us months, but we were so glad we did it. Fuck that guy. And we did nothing wrong. We gave him free gas. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Beat that. So when I was living in New Orleans, I met this girl and I convinced her to marry my buddy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, this went dark. This went dark. <laughs> Please tell me this is good looking Rob, one of his wives. Uh, you'll find out what the result is later on. <laughs> oh, Jesus, LT. Christ. <laughs> this was that one time that me and Eileen went down to New Orleans, isn't it, Mike? Yes, it's <laughs> My bad. My bad. That was my bad. So, there was this one time that me and my wife went down to New Orleans. <laughs> and I'm pretty fucking sure that my fucking <laughs> And I think ever since she's been feeding me sweets. Oh wait, wait, wait! There's a Josh had a better long con than I like. You're not going to tell the old yeller story? Uh, oh, holy okay, Jesus! So, so this uh, that was a great long con. So my friend Bill had never seen the movie Old Yeller. We were all having a conversation, and I was like, "Yeah, it's really." I mean, it's surprising that it's a Disney movie because at the end they make the kid take the you know the old dog behind the behind the shed, and the father makes the kid beat Old Yeller to death with a shovel. 
And so Bill, having never seen the movie, just he's like, wow, that's that's tough, you know. So we flash forward like two years later in college. And we're at a party and somebody brings up old Yeller. And Bill's like, yeah, I can't believe it. It's such a harsh movie. I can't believe Disney allows it. And everyone's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it's a little rough. And he's like, yeah, when they make the kid, you know, take the dog behind the shed and he beats it to death with a shovel. And everyone looks at Bill like he's a goat with 12 heads. And I lose my shit. <laughs> I could not hold it. And I die laughing. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> It was, a, it was definitely. I didn't plan it to be a long con. It just turned out that way. But oh, it was. It was beautiful. Fucking hilarious <laughs> when beautiful. it landed. Stay somebody you get a long con for us. Oh uh, yeah, I do. I do. It's one of my favorite uh, long con at a con stories. Um, so my husband does uh, toy sculpture and. He so sometimes it'll be like an art piece and sometimes it'll be like a custom action figure. Like it just depends on how the mood strikes. Um, you can follow him on Instagram at Battle Babies. Uh, those are his creations. But um, he often gets the comparison to Sid from Toy Story, and it it drives me insane. It drives him insane. It just like every. It, like if we're vending at a con every five seconds you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of Sid from Toy Story and it's just after a whole day of it it just gets so fucking old so he stepped away from the booth he left me and our friend Todd who was also he was sharing booth space with us um, and so there was this lady who had like five kids and they kept she kept letting her kids like pick up stuff and run off with it and come back. And she was like, I don't know how this keeps happening. And I just, I looked at her and I said, well, cause you keep letting it happen. But that was the whole other thing. So she, so she looks at me and she goes, do you know what this reminds me of? And then her kid distracted her. And I looked at Todd and I said, I'm a story. I have no idea what she's talking about. So she comes back and she's like, oh, what was I saying? I was like, you said it reminded you of something. And she said, oh, yeah, it reminds me of Sid from Toy Story. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Toy Story? You know, Toy Story. I've, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't have kids. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, it came out in the 90s. I don't know. I, just, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and uh, so I look at Todd and I'm like, have you heard of that? He's like, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. And he's like, I don't watch movies, which is not true because. You know, he's seen a lot of movies. So this lady, the more she keeps yelling Toy Story at us, the more we're trying not to laugh. She gets physic like visibly angry. She's like, I can't believe you have never seen fucking Toy Story. And we're just like, I don't know, I'm sorry. And she walked away. The next day, she brought her husband back and she said, This is the lady I was telling you about tell him what you told me. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, tell him you never seen Toy Story. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> and then, so I didn't expect it to be a long con, but the next year, the same people came to the con, and she was like, you were the one who'd never seen Toy Story. Have you seen Toy Story now? And I was like, no. Yeah. Did you expect me to watch that? Your recommendation, crazy? Yeah, I was like, 
whatever. So still no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah sometimes like I still don't know what you're talking about, lady. I'm sorry. I, I actually, I actually looked up Toy Story, uh, and uh, it doesn't seem to exist. It certainly isn't by Disney. <laughs> so uh, I IMDb then, and it just wasn't there. Yeah, she kept yelling at me to Google it. She's like, Google Toy Story. I know you've seen it. And I was like, I, my phone's about to die. I, I got to keep it for the credit cards. Yeah. I just, she she was she was very angry. And, and it was fun. And the fact that I got and to it, throw right? to that out of Josh, you were there for my favorite short con of all times. Uh, Josh and I were uh, doing this thing where we called uh, 24 drinks in 24 hours, where we tried to do a shot every every hour on the hour uh, in San Francisco, and we were plastered, plastered, plastered. And we're at this party, at this house party. I don't even know whose house it was. Do you remember that, Josh? I definitely don't remember whose house it was. Wait, nobody's house that we know at all. And I told this one girl to, to uh, grab a drink and hold it as high over her head as she could. And I uh, do a spinning, this is back when I was in better shape, and I did a, a, a roundhouse kick, and I smacked her right in the hand as hard as I could. It almost broke her hand. That, yeah. <laughs> and she's screaming and holding her head going, ow, ow, oh my God, ow. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Give me one more try. <laughs> and Josh looks at me like, you wouldn't dare. Because <laughs> he knew that I was aiming right at yeah. her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did it again. She, she put that right in the fucking hand. And I, I'm pretty sure I broke her wrist because I felt the pop and I hit it. <laughs> she grabbed her hand and screamed, and Josh and I left the party. <laughs> so, my favorite long con is my buddy Tom says, Hey, I've been getting into comic book conventions for free by. Pro- by just doing these panels. And I'm like, really? That sounds awesome. Maybe we should do this. So I started joining them on these panels that we do at Comic-Cons, and they let us in for free. And then I'm like, you know what will really add to our our credibility for this con? If we start a podcast. (laughs) And this is the con. Here we are. Welcome to the long con. The long con. The long con. con. We are committed to the bit. Yeah, how many episodes do we have, Mike? Uh, this is, uh, we're at 240 plus, uh, oh, no. Uh, Wait, what? Are we coming up on a milestone you didn't say anything? No, no we're actually fuck. closer to 400, uh, if you count uh, our Patreon stuff. <laughs> uh, this reminds me, of, there's a Key and Peel episode where these two two guys, these two thieves are going, here's my plan, listen to me, it's a long con, are you ready? We go into a bank and we fill out applications and we get jobs. We work there for 20 to 40 years and then we retire. <laughs> I call it the long con. <laughs> like, man, I think that's just a job. Like, it's just a job, right? Hear me out. Yeah. We have a well funded 401k. That we can then use in our retirement to make our lives easier. Still sounds like a <laughs> job, right? It's a great game, Bill. It's a great game. I love game. <laughs> uh, 
but, uh, yeah. yeah. I guess that brings us over to Toy Box. What do you got in the Toy Box? I have, uh, well, I I looked for a Scarlet Witch figure, but I guess I got rid of my Scarlet Witch figure, so I decided to pick something that I just got this week. Um, So one of my favorite cartoons growing up was Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, and my favorite character was Firestar. This, This just came out. Um, she has a few characters who just went from cartoon to the Marvel pages, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she has an alternate head. And, uh, she also came with a Miss Lion, which I'd left. Oh, she was sorry. (laughs) Wait, you went through this whole thing and you don't have Miss Lion? Wait wait a minute. This is the long con. This is horrible. My heart is broken. It's true. Find the fucking Miss Lion, please. We have an entire episode devoted to this. At least a week long long con. Yeah. I will bring Miss Lion next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or, Or will I? (laughs) Fun fact, Starfire, one of the few Catholic, devote Catholic uh, figures in the Marvel Universe. Uh, you gotta be the Catholic for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Lang, no, not devote Catholic. Uh, not devote Catholic, okay. Uh, why, why do you like that particular figure so much there, Stace? Uh, I, she was, um, other than Wonder Woman and she was my favorite, like cartoon uh, superhero. As she a kid, was. So. She was cool. I liked her too. Yeah. All right. I guess that'll the fun. Alex fact: We've done four hundred and fifty-five episodes, or no, four hundred fifty-six. This is our four hundred fifty-six podcast. Wow! If we include uh, the the Patreon stuff, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, how many is this for just long box guys? Man. <laughs> Man. I guess that's 250-ish, right? Yeah, well, 300's coming. Just say. This is uh, 238. 238. So 12 more episodes for our primary podcast, and we're hitting the big 250. We should do uh, something something nice for that. Yeah, we'll dress so up. I'd be drinking till I pass out and not showing up for the 250th. <laughs> Ish podcast, but sure. Is uh, that the long con, Josh? You just wanted to get 250 episodes in so you get fucking plastered? Yeah. yeah. I'm with that. <laughs> and I guess that brings us to plugs. Who's got stuff to plug? Well, I would like to thank Hijinx Comics in San Jose. If you collect JLA or Uncanny X-Men, stay the fuck away. But otherwise, go there and shop. <laughs> And, of course, we'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check them out at KirbyCrackleMusic.com. And, of course, our fellow podcasters like Seth and the Boys over at WhosNextGaming.com, where they talk about video games, movies, comic books, sex robots, and more. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon page. Uh, You can become a Patreon patron for just $1 a, a month. What does that get me? Oh, that gets you an extra uh, podcast every single week, mostly, called The Geek Leak, where we talk about other geeky things we do. Plus, and this is crazy, every single dollar that you send in goes to a food bank here in Massachusetts that goes to feed uh, families that are uh, 
dealing with food scarcity. So uh, it goes to a good cause, and every single dollar does go right to that. So become a Patreon patron at Patreon backslash maybe forward slash the longbox guys dot com. So for less than a cost of a cup of coffee, we can buy somebody a cup of coffee? That's damn right you can. <laughs> this is our long con. We're trying to feed the homeless and the indigent and the, and the, and the people that are, are having trouble right now. What a crazy long con this has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked for Jesus. Oh, wait, it didn't work for Jesus. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I get confused because I just read Second Coming. Yeah. I outlived that guy. I outlived Jesus and Jim Fix. He wrote the complete book of running. Oh. <laughs> I, I always I always eat a ham sandwich and not run on, his, on the day he died. Because I'm a dick. Well, I would like to thank our friends over at GeekOrthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of fine geeky things, including stained glass prints, T-shirts, super comfy baseball shirt prints, uh, and a whole bunch of other cool stuff like Johnny Skywalker glasses. It's the official stained glass window provider for John Barrowman. That, that's incredible. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Did I uh, already uh, give a prop out to uh, Petscon? No. Uh, well, let's give a shout out to Petscon happening in uh, late May. May 21st-ish to the 23rd-ish, I think, or so. Yeah, at least uh, two of the Longbox guys will be there. Maybe more. We'll just see how that goes. And uh, we'll be doing a bunch of different <laughs> a bunch of different things down in uh, Pensacola, Florida. And uh, it's always a great con. Uh, remember to mask up. Even in Florida, it says you don't have to. Please wear your mask wherever you go. Be safe, guys. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you down in Pensacola. And that does it for the long box guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Stacy cheats whoa. on us, and she's not. We're we're just going to let that lie. We're not going to talk about that. That she cheats on us. Stacy, you do cheat on us. As a matter of fact, you are on so many great, great podcasts. Tell us a little bit about the Retro Network. Sure. So the Retro Network is a collection of podcasts and blog posts about all things nostalgia. Um, most recently, I have appeared on two podcasts, one about uh, Wizard Comics, and uh, we talked about Beavis and Butthead Comics. We talked about... I saw uh, the, uh, the post on that one. It was very interesting. Yeah, we talked about... Um, uh, we talked about action figures from the 90s, uh, which was super fun. And um, then I also do some of the game podcasts that we do where we do things like Situation Jukebox, where somebody shouts out a situation and we all have to come up with songs based on that situation. Uh, and then uh, we did Bracket Madness for this month where we talked about our favorite 80s videos. So if you want to hear me talk about the weirdest Billy Ocean video ever made, check out that podcast on theretronetwork.com. Well, what was the weirdest <laughs> Billy Ocean video ever made? You have to check into the fucking podcast. Don't you right. fucking listen? I got, I got things to podcast. do. Podcast. Oh, this is her long con. 
This yeah. is her way of getting us over. All right, fine. Yeah, it's in the segment. The fucking name is in the fucking name of the fucking segment. Fine. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Mikey, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. <laughs> Josh, your apartment. Uh, my sector is the long con for finding out the answer to the Billy Ocean video. Yeah, I gotta find that out because Billy Ocean, get out of my dreams and into my car is like the only one I can I can think of. Yeah, I'm Maybe guessing that's not it. It's not it. All right, fine. Not it. I'll look. I'll look. Yeah, you will. Tommy, speak to me, Tommy. Any words of wisdom for us? Everybody, you have four months to buy as much scotch as you can because it's tariff free right now. Tariff free. Four months. Four months. Is that three? Four. 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 Give give us a little uh, little bit of wisdom. Drop some knowledge on us. Not about that. Don't let him off the hook, Stacey. A little sorry, I I didn't you kinda cut out on me. What what did you give you give you what? (laughs) Any last words for us, Stacey? I yes, I I do have words uh and and uh if you live in my beloved home state of Tennessee uh and you are letting vaccines go bad because you're not getting vaccines, please listen to the patron saint of Appalachia, Dolly Parton, and get your vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. I love <laughs> Dolly Parton singing that. She is Saint Dolly to me. And uh, we're, we're actually planning on a, a little sojourn to Dollywood uh, just to make sure that St. Dolly gets a little money from us. God bless her. She gave up a million dollars to uh, push vaccines. And some people in her beloved state of Tennessee uh, are eschewing vaccines, even though she led the way and showed herself getting a vaccine. God bless you, Dolly. You're, you're a saint living among us. And don't forget what I always say. Don't. Don't diss what you hate. Just just promote what you love. You're going to live a lot longer. And uh, thank you there for the log box, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.